Let us join together now in the prayer for illumination. Guide us, O God, by your word and Holy Spirit, that in your light we may see light, in your truth find freedom, and in your will discover peace. Through Christ our Lord. Amen. Our first reading this morning comes from Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3. Listen to God's word for us. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. Bear with one another. And if anyone, if anyone has a complaint against another, forgive each other. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds everything together in perfect harmony. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our second scripture lesson this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, verses 15 through 20. Let us hear God's word to us. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven... The shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing that has taken place, which the Lord has made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these words and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen, as it had been told them. The Gospel of our Lord. Initially, I just want to say I'm uh, delighted that I was here uh, at, an, uh, at an appropriate time. Um, Providence, as I was telling someone, I don't normally carry my laptop computer with me, but I happen to have it this time on my visit to my family here in Richmond. And uh, under the circumstances of, of uh, Pastor Bobby's uh, mother and, and the need for him to be with her this it made it impossible for him to be here. Um, I am uh, delighted that uh, I was asked and, uh, and, and able to fill in uh, in his place this Sunday morning. Join me in a moment of prayer. O oh Lord, we come into your presence knowing that you have a lot to say to us, but many times we are not listening. Help us this morning to open not only our ears, but open our hearts to your word, that it may transform our understanding and most of all transform our lives as we seek to be faithful followers of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. 
At Christmas, with presents under the tree, people are caught up in wondering what lies within all these colorful wrappings and bows. Every year at Christmas, usually there is a newspaper photo about a baby's birth, or there's a human interest story featuring a mother and child. Truly, Christmas is a mother and child story. It proclaims the birth of Jesus as a gift who is the human face of God. And as the story was read on Christmas Eve, Mary wraps the newborn baby in swaddling claws and lays him in a manger. Images of Madonna and child appear uh, in different, uh, different types of art, including sculpture, paintings, and icons. And they have all been used to express uh, something very prominent uh, and a particular dimension of Christian piety, particularly for Catholic and Orthodox Christians. And yet it also has generated renewed appreciation by Protestants in recent years. Now the account of Jesus' birth on one level seems ordinary, according to the account, about what's left out. But the fact that the birth took place suggests that Mary experienced a natural birth with no complications. And can you imagine that happening after traveling 80 miles on a donkey from Nazareth to Bethlehem. So there is good news. And what is unique and what is unique about the story is how Mary transforms a manger which is a feeding trough for the animals and transforms it into a crib for baby Jesus. What seems an odd choice turned out to be a practical decision because the straw that would have been in the feeding trough would have helped keep the baby warm. And when the shepherds arrived to see Joseph, Mary, and the baby Jesus, they could not contain their joy about the good news proclaimed by an angel during the night on the hillside. The angel announced that something extraordinary had taken place in Bethlehem with the birth of this child, which Scripture says, a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The mention of the angel's announcement most likely resonated with Mary's experience when the angel Gabriel announced that she would bear a son, conceived by the power of God's Spirit. And the angel said, The child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. In that joyous moment in Bethlehem, the gospel testifies, but Mary kept all these things, pondering them in her heart. How can Mary's experience be communicated to us in this day and age? Well, over the years, 
in the, in the course of ministry, in the course of opportunities to study, I have been drawn to the significance of icons that are at the center of worship for Orthodox Christians. The purpose of icons invite Christians to ponder in their heart a glimpse of the presence of God within the ordinariness of human existence. Icons invite us to see something extraordinary than merely a mother cradling her child in her arms. The whole nature of icons is uh, part of a, a larger word called iconography. And iconography means image writing. In fact, a person who learns this art, it is not a matter of being artistic. It is a matter of learning this art as a spiritual practice, the one who creates the icon. It is a spiritual practice that embodies both prayer and praise, which then becomes transformed and is expressed through what is created in the icon. As such, for at least for the Orthodox, and they try to make it very clear, icons are not paintings, but are considered, in their phrase, they are windows into heaven. By means of prayer, one discovers a spiritual reality revealed through the image, which is then written on the heart. And that is the purpose why the icons are venerated. They're not worshipped, but they're venerated for being a way for God to speak to the faithful. So this morning, since we do not have an icon present to show you, or one that would be projected, I really want you to use your imagination because many of you, in fact, probably all of you, have seen at least a Madonna and child in one, form, one kind of art form or another. The Madonna and child icon is intended and is understood to embody the very gospel message of Christmas. One of the most venerated icon among Orthodox Christians is called the Virgin of Vladimir, also known as the Virgin of Loving Kindness, which was uh, created in the 12th century and now is housed in Moscow. In, but I, what I have learned is that in all Madonna and, Ch- and Child icons, there are similar characteristics to draw us to glimpse the spiritual truth, to take us deeper into the gospel. So I'm going to have us invite you to use your imagination to, to think about what you already know about, about, about Madonna and Child art and perhaps even icons if you've had that experience and had a chance to take some time with them. Three things. One is clothing. Clothing is very distinct in icons. Mary is favored by God, as the story tells us, and chosen to bear a son to be named Jesus, who also will be called the Son of the Most High. By her devotion to God's will, Mary 
we see in an icon is not clothed as a peasant woman, but as a woman of nobility. Thus, Mary is called in Greek Theotokos, which means bearer of God. Mary, another way of saying it is that we discover Mary is the surrogate mother of divine grace. Now, if you think that I'm just moving in the direction of the Catholic Church or the Orthodox, I will have to admit I have some background in ecumenical ministry. I'm very comfortable moving from one, one setting to another, Catholic, Orthodox, Protestant, Presbyterian, Methodist, Episcopalian, and throughout, and throughout the other denominations. I learned something from every tradition. But I did find and discovered that John Calvin had something to say about this, and I guess I should at least mention it uh, among Presbyterians. John Calvin said it cannot be denied that God, in choosing and destining Mary to be the mother of his son, granted her the highest honor. Thus, the clothing of nobility. In an icon, or any time there is a, a Madonna and child depiction, focus on the embrace of mother and child. We are immediately drawn to the loving relationship between Mother Mary and Jesus that's familiar to any mother. On a deeper level, The icon gives us a glimpse of God's gift at Christmas that, when opened, reveals Emmanuel. God with us. In that kind of proclamation, we are left speechless. It's a surprise. It's not what we expected. But there it is in the very person of the baby Jesus. God's revealed gift at Christmas is the mystery of what we call the incarnation. God becoming a human being to get closer to us so that we might experience the intensity of God's love for us. St. Augustine expressed it by saying, God is more intimate to me than I am to myself. This is the good news of the gospel. God in Christ takes the initiative to be in relationship with humanity. And instead of being distant, God embraces us with a love that is as near and is as strong as a child's loving hug around the neck of his mother. In the Madonna and child icon, you see many times the child's eyes are fixed upon Mother Mary. And Mary reveals, and through Mary, that reveals, say the Orthodox, that God will not turn away from us or let us go. Which means it doesn't stop once the child grows up. There is something else that is very special about the icons of Madonna and child, and that is Mary herself is, is one who is, has a role of invitation 
and also in his, as an example of, of one who is deeply shaped and formed by the Christ child. Mary's love of Jesus as an expression of her love for God is noble because it is not possessive, but gracious. The virgin's eyes, most of the time, are focused outward. And many times she extends an invitation with her hand to all people to draw closer to know the loving presence of God in the Christ child. As they say, a picture is worth a thousand words. Perhaps you will realize or or at least appreciate how much the icons speak to Orthodox Christians. The virgin viewed as a noble example of the Christian life, I find is mirrored in the declaration of the first lesson was read this morning from Colossians, which, which... says, as God's chosen ones. I start there because we may not realize we are all God's chosen ones. As God's chosen ones, holy and beloved, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humility, meekness, and patience. And above all, Clothe yourselves with love. This passage and the icon suggest that the the pinnacle of the Christian life is to embody Christ's love. But that's characterized by a heart which expresses compassion, kindness, meekness, and patience, as well as, as it goes on in in that passage, forbearance, and forgiveness. Love in that regard is more than a feeling. It is, it is an action. It is a way to live in the world. Well, the icon of Madonna and Child is a powerful image today, and it is, has become a growing image of significance for me. Think about the biblical account following the birth of Christ. The beauty of that moment also led to danger. Similar to Joseph and Mary with Jesus, who fled Bethlehem to Egypt, seeking refuge from King Herod, who was determined to find the newborn and and to eliminate it. And yet today we are witnessing refugee mothers who lovingly carry an infant or hold the hand of a child fleeing violence in their country and move forward seeking asylum in a country that they feel will give them more security for their life. And I'm thinking of another example. It's kind of like a reverse Madonna and child. You know, over time, many times when we grow up, Those of of you who are parents and you have children and grandchildren, sometimes we find that it is the children who become the parent to us. It's a reversal. And I'm reminded of a particular person 
that was part of my ministry, when I witnessed a daughter's love for her dying mother expressed through tears, but also with the tender embrace of kindness. An icon in action. The Madonna and Child icon is God's invitation to all Christians to cradle the Christ child. To accept the Christ child into your arms is to know that you are a beloved child of God. To cradle the Christ child also is an invitation to Christian living by embracing others who feel unloved. The former Archbishop of Canterbury, Rowan Williams, wrote a book about, called Ponder These Things, Praying with Icons of the Virgin. He writes this, We are right then in one way to be apprehensive about welcoming this love because it will turn things upside down. It will confront our assumptions about conditional love and conventional justice. It will oblige us to see God as unutterably, intimately close to the persons we consider least deserving or most threatening, as well as to ourselves. Brothers and sisters in Christ, cradle God's gift of love with care. Ponder in your heart this day how it will change your life. And so may it be. Amen.